Welcome to the North Street Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. This podcast is an attempt to connect the people of North Street Community Church in Canton, Pennsylvania with each other and beyond as we interview people and talk about various subjects. I hope this can be a time of encouragement and discipleship as you listen. Enjoy. All right, welcome to the North Street Podcast. This is Ben Hess, and today I don't have Keegan with me. He's uh, a little under the weather, I think. And uh, so you'll, you just get me. Oh, and this other guy that's in here, uh, Mike Mike Wood. He is our uh, the, the one I'm interviewing today. He uh, took the bait, I guess. And so uh, I'm going to interview him. And, you know, I've known Mike for a while, I guess you could say. He actually taught me in school, right? He taught me. Correct. And, um, and so... That maybe we'll talk about that a little bit, but I um, the way I typically I mean you've you've come to North Street for it's been a while. Yeah, we, yeah. When we moved back here in '97, uh, we started coming to the Canton Midnight Church when I was down at the old where our, the old Methodist Church where I went as a okay. boy. Oh, really? Okay, I didn't yeah, know that. That's, yeah, church, yeah, the church down there where yeah. we originally were. Yeah. I went there as a, as a boy, so I, I have okay. memories of that going, coming in there. And oh, so okay. we started going there, and of course, obviously, when we built this new building, yep. we came here. So Yeah, yeah. so uh, so you've been connected with this church for quite a while. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's, that's uh, it's always been part of, I guess, how I know you and how you know people here. So... So that's been, that's the connection, I guess. Um, typically, how I like to start out these interviews is I like to little, I like to ask a little bit about your spiritual background. Sure. And uh, how, like, did you have some experience, or was it just like, uh, were you raised in a Christian home, or was it like, you know, an altar call and you respond? You know, I like to explore those things. So. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I- Going back to the Canton Methodist Church, I went there as a child, okay? Okay. And so it was just all about, you know, do this and do that and mm-hmm. following following a set of rules. And then when I got older, my parents gave me the option of whether I wanted to go or not. And, of course, when you give, you know, give them an option, okay. I didn't go. And then I not started... Not interested. Not interested. <laughs> no, I don't. I was more interested in other things. <laughs> and so... Uh, Got into those other things, and then what happened is I uh, got a job in South Dakota, and um, there was a one-room country school I was teaching at, and one of the ranchers there knew I loved to play basketball. Okay. And so he started playing in his Quonset, and so it was quite hard to play in his Quonset because um, you couldn't arch your ball, and you know, when you shot your basketball, right. it just... We went straight, and so anyhow, so he said to me, "Well, we're I'm going to go into town, and uh, we're going to play with in town uh, basketball." He says, "Oh, but by the way, we have these church services. Would you mind sitting through the church services, you know, before we play okay. basketball with a bunch of guys from the church?" And I, I said, know. "No, I don't care. You know, I just wanted to play. Yeah, I just wanted to play hoops, you know." And so, um, so I went to the church service, and when I walked into the church in South Dakota, I just walked, and there was just something different about it. I could just tell it was not okay. like the Methodist church when I grew up. I walked in, there was something different, and of course, my thought process this time was, well, 
look, I've gone through college. I've listened to some boring lectures through college. I can definitely sit through an hour of somebody talking to me about yeah. whatever, you know? Yep. But uh, what the person had to say was very, it was interesting. I can't tell you. It, they had an, it was an evangelistic meeting is what they were having. Okay. And so he kind of, he kind of piqued my interest a little bit. And so can't tell you about the game, whether we played or not, because that's kind of, it kind of took over. So I came, went back again uh, with my friend who was the rancher at the time, listened to that sermon. And then the evangelist moved on, but I kept, I went back to that church. And uh, I had a hard time with the whole grace. Okay. Understanding understanding the grace thing, mm. because growing up in the church that I grew up in, in most what we say organized religions, it's all about your works. You have to do something in order for God to to approve you. Right. And and then what I was hearing in that church is no, the work's already been done. You just need to accept the work that is, mm. that that's done. Yep. So I had a hard time with that with that concept. So it took me probably a month to struggle with that cuz I go to church and then I'd hear the pastor say something and I thought, "Well, he's aiming it at me." And I'd get mad and get up and, <laughs> and I'd walk out of the church. Okay. And then I would call him and we would discuss those things and then finally in May of 1980, I can't tell you when, but uh I finally you know, okay. put up all, all the struggle, you know, struggling and said, you know, you know, Lord, you know, I, I had no problem understanding that I was sinner, that I deserved yeah. to go to hell, that I had, you know, I had no problem with all that. <laughs> you know, it was just understanding the, the, the grace part of okay. it. Understanding that the, the work had already been done for me because yeah. in my mind I had to do something to be pleasing to God, not that, you know, God's work had already been done. Right. So in May of 1980, uh, it was on a Sunday after church, I accepted Christ as my savior and um, incredible sense of peace okay. came into my life up till then my life was turmoil and and was all stuff going on and so I still remember that we had to go down to White River that day and everything was just so new so beautiful huh. and so you know there was that incredible sense of peace okay. that I've been searching for came in that day when I accepted Christ. So you gave into grace. Yes. And it changed the way you view life. Life. Yes. That's cool. Totally totally changed my my mindset on how I look at life. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So that that must have been so like you said that was a major turning point for you then as far as cuz you felt like your life was chaotic yeah yeah i mean it's like most people you know you look forward to a friday and a saturday night you know mm. hanging out at the bar or going you know yeah and and get or, you know doing yeah. all those things associated with the, <laughs> with the bar and other you can things. admit some of those things <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> well, yeah and so you know um yeah and so i my it was just a radical. It was just a radical, okay. radical change. And I thought, and, and I was like, "There's got to be more to life than a Friday and a Saturday night." You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. There's got to be more to life than 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 drinking and and you know yeah. doing, yeah. doing doing the doing illegal sub doing yeah. the illegal substances. How's <laughs> that? <laughs> gotcha. And then once I accepted Christ, I thought, oh yeah, this is the peace I've I've been searching for and longing for, and had finally had finally found. Wow. Wow. Okay. Oh, I didn't find it. I mean, Christ. 
find you. Yes, yes. Sorry, maybe that was a little different. No, I, I got it. That's fine. So anyhow, so that's that's what happened. So life, life changed since then. So okay, you know, instead of trying to uh, antagonize my father like I always enjoyed, now it became I wanted to please my father. Okay. And so that's been probably one of the major things is always. The scripture that's always, you know, honor your father and mother that it may be well with you, yeah. that you may live long and have that. So that's that has always been my philosophy. That's what, again the why okay. the reason why I moved back here was yeah. was for my parents. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I've uh, I've often thought about that, and um, yeah, just learning to respect your parents, especially yeah. if you grew up not doing that, or oh, yeah. if you were always critical. Of your parents oh, yeah. and not understanding. Oh, yeah. or, I, nothing yeah. brought me more joy than the cause cause my father uh, to get angry with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, that can really change if uh, yeah, all of a sudden you're trying to. Yeah, yeah, and then after that, it was always you know what can I do to to please my father yeah. because I realized how much of a uh, pain I was. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Okay. So I had you as a teacher in school and I remember you talking a little bit about North Korea South Korea, South Korea. Yes, I'm sorry correct. South Korea um, so you went there at some point in your life yeah I'd been teaching uh, of course got saved in 1980 there and of course I moved into Jones County to teach and I was just getting tired of of I wasn't being able to, to teach okay um, I'd have kids come to school. I had one young man come to school, and he just couldn't function until he got a phone call from his grandmother as to where he was going at night. Uh, he'd be so worried about, am I going to stay, if my parents are coming home, am I going to my grandmother's? Mm -hmm. And so I was doing more of a what, uh, psychologist than I was teaching. Okay. And then I was getting into some moral dilemmas with my superintendent. The whole AIDS thing had blown up, and so we had to mm -hmm. teach AIDS education. And my superintendent and I had differing opinions on how that should be taught. Okay. And so that kind of pushed me to look at okay, well, you know, let's let's look at something else. And so um, I applied to Intercristo. I don't know if you know that. That was a, an organization that connected you with Christian schools. Okay. And so I just kind of said to, to the Lord, okay, well, if you want me to move, sort of like a who was it that put out the rug and all that? Um, and Gideon? Was Gideon, it? Yeah. 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 Okay, well, Lord, if you want me to move, then, you know, I'll put my thing out there, but I'm not going to send a resume or anything like that to these yeah. organizations. If you want me to move, somebody's got to come get me. And so this guy f called me who was in South Korea and said, got your name on the desk here, your vice principal. Uh, you can, we're going to go from a, from a, um, what do you want to say? They were kind of self-paced yeah. to a traditional school. Okay. And we want you to be the vice principal of the school. We want you to teach wow. fourth through sixth grade. Got your name on the desk. Just waiting for you to get here. Wow. <laughs> so that was a pretty that was a pretty big decision yeah. because I'd been teaching in Jones County for nine years. I had tenure. My house was paid for. Everything was paid for. So okay. life was, you know, from yeah. from the physical standpoint, life was... Excuse me. You had I, it all. Yeah, yeah, I had it all. All yeah. lined up. All lined up. Everything was everything was good. You know. Nice. So what? So why? You know. So why leave? Why? Right. Why go? But again, there was the other thing. I, I just wasn't being fulfilled because I just felt like I wasn't being able to teach and whatnot. And so, 
I talked it over with Seeking Wise Counsel in my church, so I would talk to people there, and again, I'd get varying opinions. Some would say go, some would say no, I think you should stay. And uh, so I played this little game with the, the guy, um, uh, Joe Hale, from, who was the head of the program. Uh, and finally he said, well, look, I just need a decision. Okay. I need a decision on this day. <laughs> and so, um, again, I, you know, wow. before I went to bed that night, I said, okay, Lord, it's another Gideon moment. If I wake up in the morning and I have this incredible sense of peace like I did when I got saved... Then I'll go to I'll go to South Korea for you. Okay. So I woke up the next morning and sure enough I had this incredible sense of peace. Hmm. Wrote up my uh, resignation letter, took it to the we had prayer. It was a Wednesday morning, so we had prayer meeting at like seven o'clock in the yeah. morning. So I went over that, uh, showed it to them, told, uh, and then I took the into the superintendent's office and uh, again being the person I am I said well this ought to make him happy because he and I have been clashing the heads over <laughs> all this stuff and and then I sent it in my my uh, teachers I were teaching with in my little country school as at and they were like in in shock um, and my parents stopped talking to me for a week because they thought or for a month because they thought I'd gone crazy okay because again from from the yeah. world viewpoint right I've got it made yeah right tenure you know, my house is paid for, my cars are paid for, everything's going fine. Yeah. And now my parents see that as I'm throwing it all away to go on some crazy adventure. Adventure, yeah. Adventure to... Half a world away. Half a, half a <laughs> world away, you know. And at the time, my sons were three, six, and eight years old. So they really right. thought I was crazy because what was I doing uprooting my family yeah. to, to move to, to South Korea? And so after that happened... Uh, it again. It was like a, it. I hate to come back to Gideon, but it was like it just like it was just. I don't know how to tell you. Um, house and Draper normally set for five to ten years. Our house sold within two weeks. Yeah, wow. we had a yard sale. Uh, we took five pickup loads over to Murdo to sell. We came back with one pickup load, mm. and we kind of gave that all away. Um, let's see what else. Um, I wrote my parents a letter because uh, my, my, what I call my South Dakota father said, well, just write him a letter and see how, you know, tell him how you came, came yeah. to this decision. And I wrote him a letter and then once my parents read that, they were okay with it. Okay. And then, uh, in fact, my South Dakota father, the man I really thought I really went to for wisdom. Yep. Um, <clears throat> he was the one who was telling me to stay, stay. He came back and confessed to me that he was telling me to stay out of selfishness. He mm -hmm. wanted me to stay. Yeah. But... You know, so I went. So we went there. We, like I said, we sold everything. The only thing I brought back home was like antiques that my parents had given us, and that's about the only thing I brought home. Um, so we moved to South. We moved to South Korea with eighteen suitcases of microwave. Wow. Okay. And and then of course I went over there and and, and taught at a Christian school. So. Okay. So how many years did you do that then? Three years. Okay. Three years. Okay. Yeah, and then and then again going back to. You know, honor your father and mother. It was like uh, 92, 93, my parents had written me a letter and said, it's lonely, please move back here. Uh -huh. We want somebody from the family to move back. And so we honored that and moved back gotcha. to Canton, which started yes. Sunshine. Sunshine. So Sunshine Christian School, I remember. Yeah. Uh, we moved up in 95, right. uh, summer of 95. So I was enrolled there um, 
that fall then. And uh, I didn't have you as a teacher that year. Uh, and that was my third grade year. But then I think it was the following year right. um, I had you. And, and I remember, uh, I, I tell this all the time. I mean, I've told you this before, but um, the ketchup bottle yeah. up front, you know, uh, you'd have a ketchup day and we'd catch up on our work. Yeah. Uh, I remember, you know, I don't, honestly, I don't remember a lot other than I remember I was, um, I remember we would sing songs in our chapel right. and we'd sing uh, cool songs like Audio Adrenaline, yeah. uh, Big House. Yeah. Um, Stephen like Curtis that. Chapman. Yeah. I love Stephen Curtis Chapman. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and then and DC Talk had yep. come out with mm -hmm. their album and mm -hmm. that was kind of a big deal, mm -hmm. you know. Oh yeah, yeah, they like were rap, oh. cutting edge. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, I was really big on DC Talk. That was really big for me. Yeah. Um, at that stage of life, yeah. I guess you could say. And because uh, yeah, that was the Jesus Freak album. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, so yeah, I I have good memories uh, of of being in class with you. I remember tearing erasers apart and throwing them at people in your class, <laughs> trying to get you to not notice. <laughs> or, or maybe I was trying to get you to notice. Or maybe I wanted attention, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Just normal, squirrely, little kid yeah. type things. Well, but since I've retired, I, I've noticed that, like when I've met students, and, and I still keep in touch with quite a few students, believe it or not. Yeah. yeah uh, what they remember is not me teaching them like the subjects, the ABC yeah. or the or things like that. Yeah. They remember the relationship yeah. things yeah. to me. You know what I mean. So, um, I always tell people life's life's about balance and relationships, hmm. and that's that's what's important in life. It's yeah. not anything else. If you really look at it, it really is about life being in balance for you, yep. and it's about relationships. If something's wrong in your life, it's one of those things that that is huh. not that is not uh, correct. Yeah. Huh. And so, for when I meet old students, they they always bring up stuff they they remember. In fact, I have a yeah. Uh, well, he's not a young man now. He's probably close to fifty. Um, that I stay connected with in South Dakota, and he remembers not stuff I taught him. He remembers. He sometimes gets stuck at my house, so mm -hmm. he remembers me showing him old movies. He remembers me. Yeah, doing other things. So it's it's about those relationships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had to. I mean, I remember having fun. You know, I don't remember. Yeah. I, I honestly, I don't remember a lot of what what, what I was taught. And uh, I, I mean, I, I learned things. Right. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> I did okay. But, but, but if you think about but, it, you know, we, it's always about the relationship yeah. with your teacher. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's. Yeah, you did learn, you know, your English and your and your math and so forth. But when people really talk, they don't talk about what they really yeah. learn. They talk about the relationship they had yeah. with, with a teacher, whether good or yeah. or bad. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So and then um, so yeah, sunshine. That was a whole phase. And then uh, I'm trying to remember now. We moved it. We uh, after Sunshine. Yeah. We moved down. My boys got to Ian got to be eighth grade, and Sunshine only went up to eighth grade. Right. And so we didn't want him to go to public school. Okay. Because. Yeah. Anyhow, so we uh, I was offered a job in Isla Mirada. Okay. Uh, at a Christian school down there. Okay. Which turned out to be a, to me a disaster. 
my family liked it, but I, okay. I did not. I did not like it. And uh, anyhow, that's about as much as as much to say. So then, after that bombed out, after a year, I came. I moved back and tried to get back into the into the public system simply because I could make more money and yeah. you know thought I could get back in, but it, I didn't. And so, just bounced. You know, did substituting for for a long time, and yeah. then Manya, who goes oh, yeah. to church here, yeah. yeah, she she knew I I I got frustrated. I was gonna. I was just going to move back out of the area again because I wanted to teach so bad and I mm-hmm. got tired of playing the substitute game. And she told me there was an opening at ARCC for an educator. And so okay. I did that for 11 years and then okay. now I'm retired. Yep. Yep. So now that you're retired, what do you, what do you, uh, what's your favorite things to do? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite things to do, uh, go to concerts. Okay. Uh, I love to. Uh, my wife and I love to travel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we end up at least going at least once a year to China. Okay. Uh, I love going to baseball, uh, professional baseball games. So okay. I at least like to get in a couple of games yep. either at Yankee Stadium or Baltimore or somewhere nice. like that. Uh, reading qu- quite a bit, and of course I read. Like right now, I'm reading about the the blessing. Okay. Uh, by Gary Smalley and I think it's John Trent. Okay. I'd heard about that book in the '90s about how important it is to pass on a blessing to the people that are important to you in your life, okay. or to your sons or your or your or yep. children, pe- your children, okay. right? And how in the Old Testament, so uh, allows me to to read a lot more. Nice. Basically, I had somebody tell me, you know, when you're tired, every day, every day is a weekend. So, <laughs> so, so, so what? What teams now? Because I remember, I remember. No, I'm still a Minnesota Twins fan. Yeah, and I, but I remember basketball, Celtics. Is yeah, it? I like the Celtics, but I don't watch NBA basketball. Okay. I don't watch. Okay. I don't watch NBA basketball anymore because that's not basketball. It's uh, it's okay. entertainment. Gotcha. Uh, if you re- if you look at it, if anybody looks at it, when the game gets done. It, it says copyrighted NBA entertainment, and that's what it is. Ah. So, to me, the only games worth watching, and that might surprise you, is really the women's game. Okay. Because to me, that's true basketball. Because even okay. the men's college game has gotten to be like the the, yeah. MB, the NBA. So it's got so, too commercialized. Too commercialized, and they let them get it. And of course, after after refereeing for twenty years, I see everything that's wrong. So I when gotcha. I when I watch a game, I don't. I, it's hard for me not to watch it from a referee's perspective. Okay. Understand? Okay. So I see people, you know, again, getting away with stuff and, you know, and so uh, so I prefer to watch the women's college game because yeah. they still have to use teamwork. They still have to, you know, pretty much follow the rules. There's not too many, uh, uh, you know, that can dunk and yeah. do all that. You really, It's really more of a... a Basketball is a team sport, not an individual yeah. sport. So right, yeah, because I have noticed that. Like, I don't watch a lot of basketball. Yeah, but um, it does seem like, you know, it's all about the star player. Oh yeah, and oh, yeah, and then it's like they just yeah yeah so so yeah no I that's you know so I I we we enjoy that but mostly my wife and I just like to travel we because of the pandemic we've been staying a little closer to home yeah so yeah. I've been showing her places around home that I forget about yeah you know like we went to PA Grand Canyon on my birthday and so I hadn't been there yeah you know 30 years and so it was you know (laughs) so it's we've been yeah been doing that so I love to travel uh I you know we 
try to take my wife to New York City at least you know a couple times a year. Something yeah. we often don't go and cook simply because we can go to Chinatown and she can hear. Yeah, yeah. The culture and the and the language. Does that yeah. make sense? Yep. So. You're married to Hong Shang, yes, right? and she's from China. Correct. And so, how's that working out? I mean, that's uh, that's quite a culture difference, I'm sure. Definitely. Um, I knew that when I was going to get married to her. Yeah. Having lived in Korea. Yeah. I guess I, that's true. I saw there was always cultural things that you had to get used to, cultural yeah. things that are different, uh, misunderstandings that happen because of culture so you have to learn to be to be patient right with the with the other person and uh, so I knew when I married uh, her that that was going to be some of the problems in the marriage is that the her mindset based upon her culture and, and thinking was going to be different than the American mindset and culture and, and thinking mm -hmm. so Sometimes when I get really frustrated with her, I have to s stop and think, oh, this is cultural. Yeah. She doesn't understand the American mindset. <laughs> and, and Or I don't understand the Chinese mindset. Right. And so then I have to... Back up. Back up. Yeah. And so I kind of expected that when I got married because yeah. of having lived three years in, in Korea, I had seen... Yeah, I had, yeah. I had seen that going on. So, so um, yeah, it's it's wonderful. I okay. mean, I, I like being I like being married to her. Yeah. Um, Everything I know of her, she's yeah, she's great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, She's 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 a uh, yeah. She's definitely great. I I enjoy <laughs> I, I enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and it's been fun going to China with her because yeah. she shows you know. I, I get to experience her family, right? And I get to experience the Chinese culture, yeah. And I get to see I see places in China that I've never seen before. So yeah. it's been it's been it's been it's been good. Yeah, I think. Yeah, good. So, uh, yeah. and she loves coming to church um, yeah. with me. Uh, right now, she doesn't like it because of the coronavirus. Definitely yeah. scared of the coronavirus, so yeah. that's why she's not coming to coming to church with me and there's certain ladies within the church that have just been super nice to Hong and yeah, so good. she has very fond she has a very fondness for yeah. some little ladies in the church yeah great so. yeah cool um, so you said about you like to go to concerts you yes. like music yes and uh, but, yeah that's what what like genre I guess is what I'm, I'm wondering okay <laughs> Well, the the music thing the music thing started when I was young. My my dad, when he when he would come home, my dad played guitar, piano, mandolin. Yeah. He could play harmonica, so there was always music on in in our house. So if my dad was not playing music, then we had music on. So yeah. uh, the older people, then when I got to be about twelve or thirteen, my friends started to pick up. Um, guitars and okay. I had one friend that was playing piano and they started a band so I've always been around and yeah. of course they started a band so I would hang around with them and so that's where my interest in, in music came okay and so so all my life I've been I've been around it and I, I love it to me it's it's um, I don't know, 
It changes your mood, you know what it I mean? It does, yeah. It, it changes your mood. It makes me feel better. I have music on all the time in my car or yeah. or, or whatever. So, And I have always have a have a song in my head or I'm always singing and people yeah. will tell you, especially uh, mine, say Manya's name again, uh, <laughs> when I worked at ARCC, if I walked in the door and I wasn't singing, then they realized that I was probably angry about something. So, <laughs> okay. so music is, has had a, a big influence to me. Um, genres. <laughs> well, I, it's strange to say this, but I enjoy, I find the older I get, I enjoy my father's music much more. Okay. My father loved um, like country and western. He also loved, okay. the, he also loved the crooners. Okay. Um, so uh, I enjoy listening to that simply because it brings back, I guess, memories of my yeah. of my, my father. Uh, I enjoy the music now I grew up with. Um, mm -hmm. When I got saved, uh, one of the things I did was throw all that music away. Yeah. Because again, you know, Christ talks about if anyone be in Christ, the old things have passed away, the new right. have come. And so when I first got saved, then I thought, okay. The music that I loved growing up, that needs to go because okay. I have a new life in Christ. Yeah. So once I got saved, probably up until I moved back here in 2000 and, no, maybe it wasn't. Anyhow, when I started to work for Murdy at her bookstore, um, I had nothing but Christian music in my house. Yeah. So that was the early days of the Christian rock and yeah. you had all those artists that yeah. were around like Phil Keggy and oh, yeah. uh, Sweet Comfort Band and yeah. you had, um, who else was there? There's Larry Norman mm -hmm. and you had all those. Petra. So Petra, yeah, 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 I used to love, love Petra. And uh, thanks for remembering that, I forgot <laughs> that one. And so I, that, there was nothing in my house so I got rid of all my, what you would okay. call secular music. And then one day I was working at Murdy's and um, at the bookstore and for him came on mm -hmm. and my favorite secular singer i'm sitting there and all of a sudden my favorite secular singer is doing the chorus with him okay um, what in the world is he singing on right you know what what in the world is a secular artist singing on a christian a christian tune song or, yeah yeah and so i used to get CCM magazine, which is... Oh, yeah. You remember CCM? Yeah, I do. Okay, yeah. I used to get that. And uh, and so about a month later, they said, oh, yeah, we were recording it, and he was in the same studio as us, and so yeah. we just decided to go get him. I thought, okay, so I guess it doesn't matter anymore whether, you know, it's okay to put secular artists on with Christian artists. And I had read a thing on Wayne Watson, who was also one of my favorite ones I listened to, and he they were interviewing him. He said, oh, yeah, my wife and I went to a James Taylor concert. I'm saying, wait a second, you're, you're, you're Christian. What are you doing going to a secular, right. secular concert? So after that, I thought, okay, fine. And you know what? I've gone, now I've gone back to listening to my music that, that I grew up with. I, I will listen to Christian music every once in a while, but yeah. that doesn't, it doesn't bring me joy. What brings me joy is listening to yeah. the music I, I grew up with. So that would be... Well, it's called cl classic rock today, but it's be classic rock, progressive rock. Mm -hmm. I love I love jazz, especially fusion okay. music. Yeah, I love jazz. 
Um, like I said, my dad's uh, stuff, like he loved Frank Sinatra, he loved mm-hmm. Nat King Cole, yeah. uh, he loved the traditional, what I call the real country and western artists. Okay. So, uh, just a little bit of that. I can only take so much <laughs> twang for so much minute. Um, and and that's about that's what I yeah. that's that's what I listen to or I go see. Yeah. Um, so. And that's what brings you know brings me yeah. joy to it, and I have no problem listening to it today because I figure, you know, it all started with, back when I first heard that. So I thought, okay, well, just guess it doesn't matter. We're not separating ourselves from yeah. the, the world anymore. It's interesting, yeah, because I I do find that to be interesting. Like, um, there, so like for me growing up, I grew up, you know, so mid nineties right. was when I started finding my own way I guess you could say sure I was heavily influenced by my brothers um, who listened to they and I remember they listened to radio you know sure. and whatever was on and so but I, I, I do remember you know audio adrenaline sure. newsboys yeah and um, I would say particularly and then of course DC talk but but when when you listen to that the early Christian Right. They, right, they weren't afraid to talk about Jesus. And yeah. They listen, and 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 they would say Jesus and all this, and and that's the problem I have. No offense to the church out there. That's what I have a problem with when we sing our praise music. Is okay. They don't put Jesus in there. They use he or him or them or yeah. They they and, and if you listen to the early Christian music, when because again when I got saved, the Christian music was just the yeah. Christian rock was just starting to come out. It was yeah. And so if you listen to that early stuff and then compare that to the stuff in the '90s, the early stuff there it's all about it is it Jesus is front and center. Right. You get into the '90s, it's now become more of he him. Okay. See it's what I'm interesting. The, yeah. The lyrics the lyrics changed. They did, and and I feel like there was. They were unconstrained in the early days. Oh like, yeah, like the. And they didn't I, I don't care. know if that was the the record companies or what, because they just did not care. They would they would make up songs yeah. that were just oh they were so rich. Yeah, it was yeah. just oh definitely. And, um, and oh, I definitely. felt like there was a change that happened at some definitely. point. And yeah, because what what happened what really happened was like Myrrh and Word and those places got bought out by. The, the mainstream record companies. Okay, and so and it so it became about it came it became about the money. Yeah, is is what happened is because what happened is the mainstream record companies saw that, you know, like Word and Myrrh and uh, and they was kind of the, the main ones. They were very very they were very very profitable. Right, and so they bought them out, and of course once they they bought them out, then it kind of got. Yeah. To me, it got watered. To me, it got watered down. But if you yeah. listen to the early stuff, like if you listen to Petra, it's in your face. Yeah. You know what I mean? You listen to Sweet Comfort Band. You listen to uh, Phil Keggy. Mm. You listen to, um, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> like Larry Norman, you know? Yeah. I, I'm not a Larry Norman fan, but I mean, if you listen to that, the early stuff, it's, it's in your face. It's all mm. about Jesus and having that relationship with Jesus. But you get into the 90s and it's... It becomes a little more... It becomes, yeah. to me, watered down. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so, and then by the time I was working at Murdy's, you know, it was really watered down. And it's like, and then when I heard my favorite singer do that song, I thought, okay, that's it. I'm done. I'm going back. Yeah. And, so that kind of brings out, for me at least, um, this idea of like, we like to draw lines of secular 
and like Christian. Right. And I wonder sometimes, maybe it's not about the actual, whether it's secular or Christian, but whether the person is a Christian or not, in the sense of, of you know, I, I can say I have a secular job. Right. And like, you know, I'm here as a pastor, and it's like, it's like, oh, well, you're, you know, you're working for the Lord. Well, you can work for the Lord in any job. Right, correct. <laughs> in that sense. Yeah. Um, and so maybe sometimes we, we like to cut these things up where it's really like, you know, what is uh, a Christian artist? Right. You know, is it, is it just about, um, is it, is it, is there something more there than just, I, I don't know. It, it makes it makes me think about that a little bit. Yeah, well, and that's the thing too. You know, when I, when I'm around uh, certain people, there would be certain music I I wouldn't play. Right. But but like music, if you just take a piece of music, I don't see how you can say right that's evil or or that's good. It's just music. Right. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and uh, you know so. To me, it's like you know who you're around. You know, if I'm around somebody that that I that I know is what yeah. do you want to say? Maybe a little. Well, most people are more spiritual than I am. Ninety-five <laughs> percent of people are more spiritual than I am. But <laughs> if I'm around somebody like that, yeah, I would be careful not to. I would you're play conscious that. Of I'm conscious are. of that because I would yeah. not. I would not want to cause them to. Yeah. I would not cause them to stumble because right. I because I feel like. Um, you know, what is Paul? All thi- all things are, you know, yeah. all things yeah. are, are legal for me, but not all things are. Right. And I don't want to cause a brother to, 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 to stumble. Right. So, right. so, um, I guess what's changed for me over the period of time when I first got saved was I wanted to argue theology, wanted to have the right theology, wanted to have the right, wanted to have the right, um, mindset. I wanted all my theology to match up. Mm-hmm. And now that I've been saved for a while, it's about okay. How does this really? How does this really help me? I don't care so much about the theology anymore. Right. I care about how's this going to help me, and how's this going to help me in my life. I mean, I do care about the theology and the fact of. <laughs> I guess I maybe need to qualify that. I do care in the theology and the fact that you have to have. Yeah. You have to have. Uh, it's like when I taught Sunshine Christian School. Right. Okay. Uh, my philosophy was I had so many people that wanted to come in and add things. Okay. They didn't think that you kids were spiritual enough. Okay. And so they'd want to come in and, and do this, 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 and this. Right, right. Okay, because we had all sorts of different faiths with all sorts of different beliefs. And I would tell them, you can come in, but you have to stick to the basics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so when I told them that, they didn't want to come in. Okay. Because... They wanted to, they had to push their thing, push, the, yeah. push their thing. Yeah. So to me, you have to have a, a, a set of, yeah. See what I'm saying? A, a guideline. Like a foundation of some sort. A foundation or whatnot. So when I ran Sunshine, uh, I know I probably made some people upset because yeah. they wanted to come in and push whatever they were into at that time. And yeah. I would say, no, you can have the whole, you know, you yeah. can come and do chapel, but. Yeah, this is what you you know you can talk about. It's interesting because I've I've actually just was talking to somebody recently about this and how um, there's a difference between being book smart right. and then having the heart 
um, the heart belief, you right. could say. You know, I can know all the theology there is if I want. And I enjoy that right. kind of thing. I enjoy thinking about different aspects of, of theology. Yeah. But, you know, when the rubber meets the road, right. it's not about just how smart I am in my head right. or with, you know, book smart, you could say. But it's about how it gets played out in life and the experiential part of that. And yeah, so it's, it's a, it's, you know, it, it's, life is a lot more complicated, mm -hmm. I think, than uh, we sometimes mm -hmm. like to make it. Uh, and, and so how it plays out is different than maybe what we can try to make up in our head. Yeah, because when I got saved, I, you know, I, I am a very black and white person. Mm. It's either right or it's wrong. Yeah. You know, and I saw that in, in my relationship with Christ. It's, it, again, we talked about the, the Amish and that yeah. walking that fine, <laughs> that fine line. And so I, I saw that. But now the older I've gotten, I see a little more things in, in, the, in the gray. Yeah. You, yeah. Does that make sense? I think to you? I know. Yeah. I don't. I don't see them as this is black and this is white. I, because life happens. Yeah. And you meet people and they share their experience with you and think, oh well, yeah, maybe that doesn't apply so much any anymore yeah. of, in, in my thinking of what huh. I thought must be true of huh. a Christian. That's interesting. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because life experience brings that out, and you you meet people and you think, oh, eh, I don't know if I hold to that much anymore because yeah. yeah. you know, look at this person and. Yeah. So <laughs> when I first got saved, it was all about that. You know, it was yeah. systematic theology and Calvinism and okay. Arminianism and, yeah. you know, I was all into that. I sit there and argue <laughs> with people for, for, for a while. And, yeah. and now it's like, <laughs> so when we get into Sunday school and all of a sudden the theology <laughs> comes up and we start going theology, I thought, oh my goodness. <laughs> You know, and for some people that's important. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I realize for some people that's important, but for to me, it's I don't want to know that. Just tell me how. Yeah. Tell me how this applies to my life today. You know, because yeah. I'm struggling. I'm struggling yeah. today. This is the. This is this is this is what I'm struggling with today. I had a uh, superintendent when I lived in Korea said that uh, church should be like a hospital mm. for for people coming in. Yeah. We, we're we've got wounded people coming into church. And, and and that's what the church is. It's it's a place for the it's a place for the wounded. It's not a place yeah. to wound them again. Ah, uh, yes. So uh, that's kind of how I yeah how I view church. Yeah, yeah. That's why I think it should be edifying and yeah. should be uplifting and. But again, it's all right to challenge people too. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, you can't just sit and you know try to smooth everybody, but you should also challenge them. Right, to, right. You know, challenge them with yeah. the, what their mindset is and whatnot. Yeah. So. Huh. That's good. Um, one other question, I guess. I what do you think of Rich Mullins? Do you like Rich Mullins? Oh, I loved Rich Mullins. Okay. I I I loved I loved. He Rich. he. So he became a favorite of mine more recently. Like yeah. so, we when we moved back from Colorado yeah. in two thousand fifteen, was it? Yeah. Um, I we for some reason I started. Oh, listening yeah. to his music yeah, and I yeah. I was just blown away now I remember as a young child listening to Awesome God was like his hit you know yeah, yeah. on the radio uh, but like my world was blown open and more recently I would say by his music yeah. and uh, talk is, about just the world as I best remember it I think is one of my is one of my favorite CDs 
he was one that came along, I think, probably in the 90s, too. But, again, he he wasn't writing the he's and him's. He, he was, wasn't. He huh? was, it was straight up, we're talking about Jesus here. You and could tell he was, he was doing it from the heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and, yeah, so I forgot about him. Yeah, he yeah. Was one, he's one of my favorites. I had, I have had quite a few of him. Yeah, he, he's a, he was excellent, yeah. And I like Brian, Brian Duncan. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But again, he's he's he souped his down. Yeah, you know, yeah. he went to he's and him's, and, yeah. which yeah. was kind of disappointing because he's got a great, he's just got a great voice. Yeah. And um, but there's still, I still love Stephen Curtis. I mean, okay. he's, he's my he's probably my favorite Christian yeah. artist. He's, yeah. And uh, in fact, I've written on my will that I've only. Uh, I don't know. I guess I should put more songs in there because <laughs> I guess when I die, when I die they're gonna have to, you know. I, I don't know. When I had my iPod, I had I bought a hundred sixty gig iPod and I have it almost filled with music. So yep. when I die, I don't know what people are gonna <laughs> play. You know what yeah. what song they're gonna remember. But I have two in my in that one is um, Stephen Kershaw when I want played. Uh, I'm not home yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you've heard that song, but you should listen to that. That's really good. And then third, third, the guy, the lead singer from Third Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it was, uh, I think the album was City on a Hill. Uh, Lord of Heaven and Earth. Mm-hmm. Have you heard that yeah, song? Yeah, I've heard that one. That's the only two I want okay. played at played at my funeral. Nice. I mean, not that I'm gonna die yet, but I'm just, you know, you think now I'm towards the yeah. I got you. You know what I mean? I mean, yep. once I hit 60, I'm thinking, oh my goodness, now I'm towards the, <laughs> you know, I'm now towards, going towards the end of, end of life, and yep. now I'm, that I'm 65, you know, and got my Medicare card, which I never thought I'd have this long <laughs> to be, now I'm really starting to think about that stuff, so, yeah. so I, I, had, I have that in, in my will, I didn't have any more music put in, but I figure, yeah. when it happens, somebody will pick up my phone or my iPod, and, you yeah. know, no, when I do that, they'll, they'll play that, because... Music, you know, music's very, very, very important to me. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So, I mean... Well, yeah, I had to bring it up again. I yeah. just, I, for whatever reason, Rich Mullins to me is like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I, yeah. my, my, my best friend from high school, he was a keyboard player in our band, and he and I, his birthday is 10 days ahead of mine, and so every year I will, you know, tell him, okay, happy birthday, and yeah. then I will tell him, this is the album you need to listen to. Okay. okay. And so I'll choose an album that, like when we go to, to do dances and stuff like that, yep. we were always listening to music in his A-track player. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he had an A-track. I have seen those. Yeah, I've I seen have those. heard, I've yeah, heard yeah. We had, music. He had an A-track player. He'd taken the lid off and we, we would listen to A-track yep. tapes and then he'd sit there and when it didn't work right, he could, <laughs> he could maneuver it till it sounded yeah. right. And so... Um, so we were always listening to music. Okay. With, I mean, even after get, you know to the gig, coming back yep. from the gig, yep. uh, we go to the bass players who whose father owned an Italian restaurant. He had a record player, so then somebody would somebody within the band had bought a new record, and we'd sit and we'd oh, yeah. listen, we would sit and listen to yep. that. I mean, that was wonderful. And plus, you got great Italian food, <laughs> and um, and so when it comes his birthday. I'll say, okay, this is what you need to listen to. Yeah. I'll say, oh, thanks, I haven't, I haven't uh, listened to, yeah. listen to that in a while. He says, thanks for bringing that up. And so, like, uh, for when and then when my birthday comes, he'll he'll do the yeah. same thing. He'll say, okay, you know, you need to listen to this album. Yeah. And so I will I will do that because generally I'm thinking, oh yeah, I haven't listened to that in a while. Yeah. And then of course you know, 
and then bring me back to music. Like now on my satellite, when I listen to, to music and I hear certain songs come on, yeah. Uh, I don't recommend you do this driving me on the road, but I will close my eyes. I can see my friends playing that, yep. that, that song. So that brings back, yeah. That brings back good memories of me. Yeah. For I mean, of me. But oh for, yeah, no, I, then, I I get that. You know yeah. what I mean? For, for me, like when I, can I say this? When I hear "Soul Sacrifice" by Santana, mm -hmm. my at my my friend, the keyboard player, that brings back like at the end. There's a there's a little pause, and 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 I can still see my friend go one, two, three, four in his head, and then hit his organ. And okay. at, the, at the exact same part, and I always close my eyes. That doesn't matter where I mean. I can be in New York City, and I, if I hear that song, yeah. I gotta close. And I can see him still, mm. still playing that. So, I don't know. Music is yes. very. It's very. It's very powerful that way. It's yeah. very powerful for me, and and whatnot. And yeah, it just brings back, you know, great times. And yeah. and I hear a song, and I and that brings back. I guess mostly for my friends that were musicians, you know, yeah. just just listening to that and whatnot. Oh, yeah. And then, and then, like the two songs I I talked to you about, when I hear those songs, the especially the one, the Lord of Heaven and Earth, that is so majestic and worshipful mm -hmm. to me. Yeah. And uh, also the fact that, uh, um, the fact that it's, um, it, I like the theology in it too. Right. Yeah. Because it talks about the Lord of Heaven and Earth, and He is the Lord of Heaven and Earth of all creation. And I just, I love that. And uh, the Stephen Curtis chat in Not Home Yet, I love that song because um, he says in there, I have uh, some regrets, mm. you know, some things I should have done that I didn't do. There's going to be peaks and valleys in your life. Yeah. He talks about that in that song as well. And I think about my life and I, and I think about that. I think about that too. You identify with I, that. I identify yeah. very, very strongly with uh, mm. I'm not home yet because I think of regrets, yeah. regrets that I've done, things yeah. that, things I should have, things I should have said mm -hmm. to people, things that I've said to people that I wish I could take back. Yeah. Um, I was concerned about students I taught, um, if I was too mean to them. Mm. Yeah. If I was um, condescending, right? Does that yeah. make sense? Oh yeah, I, th I understand. Yeah, I think I think about that. If I if I ru you know ruined their educational experience, I hope that I, <laughs> I hope that I didn't do that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I love the Stephen Curtis Chapman song because it it says what's in what's in my heart. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? That that you know life is about. I have life. I go through, you know, in life, you're going to go through high points. You're going to go through low points yep. in your life. Yep. You're going to have things you wish you would have said, things that you said that you regretted. Mm -hmm. But you're just not home. You know, right yeah. now, you're not yeah. home yet. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I mean, he's, he, Jesus, is calling, Jesus is calling me home. Yeah. So even though I screw up all the time, I still know where my, I still know where my home is. I still know where I'm, I still know where right. I'm going. So there's lots of times when I mess up and I screw up, which is probably about ninety five percent of my <laughs> life. But I know where my eternal I know where my yeah. eternal home is. Yeah. And then the other song, Lord of Heaven and Earth, is um, that reminds me it has all the theology in there yeah. that I love. Yeah. It talks about God's holiness. It talks about uh, about being Lord of Heaven and Earth, about creation. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, so 
have a hard time watching TV when they start bringing up, oh, that was around here billions of years ago. And just sit and smile. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Does, does yeah. that make sense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Music, yeah. Is, music is just so important. So I especially wanted those two songs played at yeah. my, I wanted those two songs played at my, They're, at my whatever they do for me when I'm out of here. So, because I want to, they, they describe my, yeah. my, my life and my, and what I see of, yeah. of Jesus. Yeah, I, I mean, I've, there are certain songs that, yeah, if I hear it, it takes me back to a yeah, oh, definitely point in my life. Yeah. Um, or, um, yeah, definitely there's, there's songs, I've even thought about songs from my funeral, actually. You're too young, man. I know, but I've <laughs> gone to too many funerals. <laughs> yeah. So I think about those things, I guess. Um, but yeah, uh, it's it's definitely there. It's powerful. It's very powerful. So, yeah. Yeah, and 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 the other, you know, like I said, I don't mind singing. You know, I guess I'm a, I don't mind singing the the praises. Yeah. But to me, the, the hymns, mm. the hymns have the power. Yeah. The the older the older hymns have the power. They have the meat. They have the this this the staying power. Yeah. You know what I mean. So. Hmm. So to me, I I much prefer to do it. I much. I don't mind doing the praises. I mean, yep. don't get me wrong. I don't mind doing doing the praise courses. Yep. But I'd much rather sing a. I'd much rather sing a hymn. A hymn, yeah. Because t- t- even though I love to rock, even though I love to <laughs> love all that music, it's the hymns that to me have the have the meat in the. In yeah. There. And I mean? I've noticed that too. Like, uh, and I don't know if that's just because I grew up with that. Right. But oftentimes. Um, traveling down the road if I don't have the radio on for some reason it's it's a it's sure. a it's, it's a hymn that comes to my sure. mind or, yeah yeah. Uh, yeah yeah or like you know like when I like if I have to go like I got really scared with uh, my aortic dissection and uh, so they were I remember being at Hershey Hospital and, they, and so the guy said well I think it's bleeding up at the top there that's the first time I went and so I said to him, well, what, what are you going to do? He said, well, I'm going to knock you out. And then mm-hmm. he says, I said, okay, well, what, what happens if you find the bleeding? Well, I'm going to go in there and operate. Okay. <laughs> you know, and this is the first yeah. time I, I went down to Hershey to get it wow. checked out. You know, And so he's thinking he's seeing a small bleed at the top of my, yeah. of my dissection. And so I wasn't thinking any praise courses at that time. What came into my head was hymns. Yeah. Kept, I kept, you know, I kept singing hymns and talking to the Lord and saying, "Okay, Lord, okay, mm-hmm. I'm okay, you know. So yeah. once you knock me out, I'm fine, you know. But until that time, that's was, yeah, was going through my head. Interesting. So, wow. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, um, <laughs> I think I think that's good. I think we, okay. we got it. Let me um, let me just quick say a quick prayer and, uh, sure. and we'll be done. Lord, I thank you for Mike. I just thank you for his life and the journey you've brought him on. And uh, just, yeah, just teach us. Teach us to, um, through our experiences in life, uh, where the rubber meets the road, uh, we just want you in our lives and active uh, in our lives. And so I just thank you that we can talk about the gift of music that you've given to us, uh, that we can uh, remember you, uh, and remember life experiences by and just thank you for uh, being able to do that I just ask that you would bless Mike and just be with him as he continues to uh, live life 
and live it to the fullest. So thank you for uh, the fact that we could do this. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Mike. You bet. Thank you. All right. See ya. Bye. <laughs>